I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth yeah, I know that we all have fear Welcome to the Truth for Youth podcast with Micah Murphy. It is the podcast that is dedicated to bringing you truth in a world full of lives and half-truths and all sorts of hidden agendas. Who do you believe? Who is speaking truth? It's hard to know, but this podcast is truth. It's not my truth. It's not the world's truth. It is biblical truth. It is God's truth. So you can have peace at knowing what is spoken on here. You can believe. Well, last week I talked about how all things can work for the good of those who love him. Well, this podcast is going to kind of join in with that theme and kind of build upon it maybe a little bit, kind of go a little bit more in depth. Uh, I just heard a conversation this week that, that really made me think about doing a podcast around this topic. Um, it was really kind of this sports talk and, and kind of playing a game. And look, I, I love sports, right? That's that's not a secret to anybody that knows. I mean, it's been a big part of my life. It's, you know, growing up, I, I played sports all growing up into college and even post-college, even, you know, playing some stuff or still competing in, in like Spartan races and just recreational stuff. Uh, my kids, all three of my sons are very active. You know, Lois Sam, my wife, she loves sports. I was around sports with uh, my ministry. I was a able to be a character coach for the last nine years for volleyball and a little bit of basketball and some baseball. And so I was always around sports and I love sports for various reasons. You know, one, I'm a very competitive person um, and I just, I just like sports. I like the camaraderie. Um, I have done some individual sports where it's just you, stuff like judo, um, but I like team sports a lot as well. And what I feel like you get out of team sports is you have to learn how to work with others to accomplish a mission, to accomplish a goal. And sometimes it's difficult working with those people because sometimes you get along with them, sometimes you don't, but regardless, you have the same mission. So I think it teaches you a lot of life lessons. So I think sports, again, this is just my opinion on this, but sports and life have a lot of parallels. Look, if you don't like sports, it's okay. I'm not going to you know, ban you from listening to podcasts, but today's podcast does revolve a little bit around the the parallel of sports and life and even our relationship with God. If you don't like sports, though, you can still benefit, okay? It's just where the analogy is going to go. All right, so let's think about sports for, for a moment. For all of you that have played sports, or maybe it's it's not even necessarily a sport, but it's maybe like a video game, or it's a match, or you know, like maybe it was a uh, something that you just were competing in, okay? What normally happens in a match or a meet or, you know, somewhere where you're competing on a normal, on a normal day, a normal situation, you're going to have things that go for you and then things that go against you. You're going to do some good things. You're going to do some bad things. You're going to have some many wins. You're going to have some many losses and you may get the big victory or you may get the big loss. Very rarely, very rarely is there ever that perfect game. It happens. It happens some. You know, you may bowl the 300. Uh, you may pitch the no-hitter. There are some instances where you just feel like you've done everything right. And I would even say even in those instances, if you talk to those individuals, they could probably nitpick even something like, you know, maybe they still got the strike, but they did something a little bit where they would correct that. Or maybe they got the no-hitter, but maybe it was a, an infielder or outfielder that saved them and they would do something a little different. So really being perfect is very difficult, okay? But here's, here's my point. What happens with the game? 
regardless of if you're playing perfect or if you're winning or losing or playing good or making mistakes or, or doing great things, the game continues, right? The, the game doesn't care necessarily about how well you're going to do. The game is set with these rules, these standards and a time limit usually, and it's going to go until some kind of criteria is met. So for us as, as individuals, as athletes, you know, again, going back to the sports analogy, we don't just stop whether when, when either something goes good or something goes bad, right? You don't just stop in the middle of the game. Maybe you score a goal and you just celebrate. You, you run up, up and down the, the stands and the, and the stadium and you're high-fiving everybody and celebrating just because you scored one goal. Like if the game is still going, great. I'm, you know, that's good that you scored the goal, but the game's not over. Right? Like there's a lot more that has to be done. Same thing if you make a mistake. If you make a mistake, you, you can't just sit there and pout and woe is me and just act like the game is over when there's still a lot more game to be played. There's, there's more that you can do or there's more that you can do to help your team. You don't just quit because you did something bad. The game continues. There's still time on the clock, which means there's still certain things that need to be done. You're not done. Very rarely does anyone ever quit in the middle of a game. It happens, though, like we saw this past uh, NFL season. Antonio Brown just walks out of the middle of a game, just quits. Quits the team, uh, maybe quit NFL altogether. We'll see. You know, I don't know if he wants to make a comeback one day or if anybody will ever take him back. Uh, But yeah, just quit. Now, he got blasted because of it. I mean, people put him on blast, and probably rightfully so. I mean... You know, I don't know all the circumstances, and I'm sure he was very upset, but to quit in the middle of a game is, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty drastic. You know, a lot of people quit after games. Some people quit before a game, but to quit during a game, that's, that's kind of next level stuff. Most people don't do that. You probably don't do that. I hope you don't do that. You know, at least wait till the game's over, maybe think about it, talk to some, you know, get some advice before you quit, but sometimes that's necessary. All right, but going back to to this idea of quitting during the game, you you don't do that because there's more time on the clock. There's more things to to be done. Uh, Now, how does this relate? Okay, so we're talking about sports, and yeah, sure, that happens, but how does this relate to life? We're going to face little mini wins in life. We're going to face some big wins in life. We're going to face little losses in life. And we're going to face some big losses in life. We're going to make mistakes. And how we handle all these little things is going to determine what we do with the rest of our life. All right, so if if we look at an athlete, you know what the best athletes in the world do? They don't truly celebrate their victories. You know, they're not, they don't make a shot and run around and celebrate, whoop-de-doo. I mean, they're immediately focused. They may celebrate for a split second. You may get a grin out of them. You may get a fist bump. You know, maybe they do a little touchdown dance or whatever, but it's just many. Then they refocus and they are ready for the next play, the next moment. They're ready to go. What about a mistake? You know what the best of the best do? They know how to immediately express maybe a little bit of frustration, a little bit of disgust, right? Because they know they can play at a higher level. So they're upset if they drop the ball or drop a pass or miss a shot or, you know, turn the ball over or, 
you know, footfall, whatever it is, they get upset maybe really quick and then they immediately realize what they've done. Most of the time they know exactly what they've done. You, you don't need a coach to point out, hey, you took your eye off the ball or you lost concentration. You know, most of the time they know, right? Because they're playing at a high level. So they know what they did wrong. They recognize it and they say, okay, boom, I know I've, I'm going to correct this the next time. And they're immediately focused on the next opportunity, the next play, the next moment. They forget about it. They have what they call very short memories. They're not dwelling on it. You can tell they're not the least bit bothered about that mistake. They are on to the next. It's happened in the past. They can't change it. They can't go back. All they can do is work towards the future. That's what the best of the best do. So let's look back to life, okay? So if you celebrate something, like, again, you maybe had a great accomplishment, whatever that accomplishment is, if you continue to celebrate that and just, you know, you, you're not really moving on because you're celebrating, you'll see some of this as you get older. You'll see some of those that constantly relive the glory days of their high school or college. And it's like, oh, the glory days, the glory days. And they haven't seemed to move on past those great moments, you know, like the, the star athletes in high school, you, you know, they tell you all about it, all about the big games. And all. They don't ever get past it, right? Like it's so great, you know, and it's fun to reminisce, okay? I'm, I'm for that. But it's the ones that seem to never get over it. Like that's all they ever talk about. That's all the, you know, oh, the back of the day, back of the day. Like get over it. Like you're, there's more life to be lived since then. You have got to move forward. They have not learned to move forward. Same thing with mistakes, Yes, we're going to make mistakes, some little, some big, right? But you've got to learn. You can't go back and correct that stuff. All you can do is learn. Like, let's take an example or let's take a, a page out of the, the great athletes. What do they do? They recognize it. They correct it immediately and they move on. They forget about it. That's what we have to learn to do with our mistakes, we have to learn from it, okay? I'm, I'm the biggest proponent of learning from your mistakes, okay? Because I feel like that's what life is about. Life is about living. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make plenty of them. I've made plenty of them, and I'm going to make plenty more in my future. The biggest part is, have I learned from them? Uh, some maybe I did not, or did not the first couple of times. Maybe it took a few times, but hopefully I've learned, right? And I've learned as I've got older. That's where the wisdom comes from, is learning from those mistakes. That's where our knowledge, that's how we become better human beings. We, we learn from mistakes. So if you can take that, take that mistake, say, okay, look, I'm learning from it. I'm going to learn real quick because there's more life to be lived. If we continue to dwell, woe is me victim, I'm a loser, whatever it is for the mistake that you made, you're never going to get past that. Like it's holding you back. There's time on the clock. And and, in real life, there's precious time on our clocks because we only get one life. And how much time we all get, we don't really know, but it's this precious time that is ticking down. And the more we linger and the more we moan and groan and waste, that's the less amount of time that we get to live our best. So I'm telling you, like, listen to this. Take those moments, take those victories, take those losses, learn from them, right? Celebrate the many wins, learn from those losses, but you got to move on. You cannot quit the game. Do not quit the game. There's more life to be lived. 
you know, and I don't want to, to, this podcast to go down this real deep rabbit hole of, of depression and suicide, but unfortunately, some people quit the game because of mistakes, because of failures, or there's perception, or because of a difficult time. Do not quit the game. There's so much more time left, and the game is going to change drastically, okay? It's not always going to be bad. There's going to be a, there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel, okay? So however you want to take that, just you cannot quit the game. You cannot give up on life. You cannot give up on yourself. You cannot give up on working to be the best. And now we're going to take this to our relationship with Christ. You do not quit your relationship with Christ because of big wins or big losses. You're not busy celebrating you know, and this is what I see some students do. Like, look, student pastor for all those years, one of the, the greatest things that we would do every year is go to camp, right? Go to Fuge Camp. And all of a sudden, everybody's on this high, your spiritual high. It's like life is great. I'm close to God. I, I'm hanging out with these other Christians. I'm living like I'm supposed to be doing. They're at peace. They, they have a, a, you know, a good conscience maybe about them, and they feel close to God, and everything's good. They're reading their Bible, doing devotions. They get back. We call this the mountain high experience. They come back on the mountaintops, and it's just a matter of time. Sometimes it's just a few hours, unfortunately, and they're right back down where they were. They're right down at the bottom of the mountain, down in the valleys. Sometimes it's a few days and maybe a few weeks, but eventually the mountaintop experience ends. The victory, the celebration ends, and it's those people, I think, that continue to celebrate that, and they're not prepared for the next play right? Not prepared for the next moment. They get knocked off the mountaintop. There's more life to be lived. That's not the end game. And then vice versa. Let's say you, you really sinned, right? Like you've really messed up. That's not the end. You're not quitting the game. You're not quitting your walk with Christ because you failed. You have to learn from the mistakes, right? Recognize it. Be upset. Sure. Be upset. Be, be mad for a moment. Figure out what you need to do to correct it. In a case of sin, you, add, you go to God. You say, God, I messed up. I sinned. I need forgiveness. And you have to truly want that. You have to truly believe that you've messed up and you want forgiveness for that sin. You're asking God to forgive you. He will forgive you. Then you turn from that sin. That's called repenting. That's the big word. You repent. You turn from that sin and you start living for Christ again. That's the way you keep playing the game the Christian game, right? You keep pressing forward. And here's where I have a verse for you. Um, there's a couple, but Matthew 24, 13 says this, but the one who endures to the end, finishes the game, will be saved, right? You, you can't just abandon your Christian faith halfway through it because it got tough, because it got difficult. People made fun of you. You made too many mistakes, sins, and you cast it out. No, the Bible is saying you have to endure to the end. And when it says endure, that means things are going to get difficult, right? Like if you have to endure something, that means it's not going to be easy. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be challenges. So those that endure to the end will be saved. Here's the message version of that. Staying with it, that's what God requires, staying with it. Stay with it to the end, not halfway point, not three quarters, not the fourth quarter. Stay till the end. And when the game is over, when life is finished, you won't be sorry. 
and you will be saved. That's the message version. Staying with it, that's what God requires. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry. Biblical truth. It's telling us we will not be sorry. We will be happy. We will be glad. We will be thankful. Because we will be saved if we remain with Christ. Here's another one. Philippians 3.14. So I run straight toward the goal in order to win the prize which God has called through Christ Jesus to the life above. I run straight towards the goal in order to win the prize. How do you win the prize? Not by quitting in the game. No one that's ever quit a game or a match or a set or whatever they're involved in ever won. You have to finish to receive the prize. And here Paul is telling us, you run towards the goal. You run towards the finish line. You finish the game so that you win the prize. And what is the prize in this case? The prize is Jesus Christ. Right? We, it's, again, it's this theme of enduring, of persevering, of finishing. And then it's not going to be easy because here's the next version of that. I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God is calling us upon heaven because of what Christ Jesus did for us. I strain to reach the end of the race. And this is this is straight up obstacle course racing right here, man. This is those Spartan races, those tough mutters, right? Where it is tough. You're tired. You're worn out. Your legs are shot. Your arms are shot. You're, maybe you're scratched up, bruised, beaten. You know, you've been going over the walls and the mud and the barbed wire crawls and the rope climbs and you're just torched. And it says it's a strain to reach the end. It is a struggle. It's not easy. You're not on this nice little roller coaster that's just coasting you right along to the finish line. No. You're working hard. You're straining. You're fighting your way to the finish line. You're not quitting. You're finishing the race, and then you're receiving a prize, again, that we will be grateful for, that we will be thankful for. You just can't quit, guys. There's more game to be played. There's more time on your clock. You know, and again, as, as I've gotten older, the time becomes a lot more precious to me. I think about it a lot more. There's so much that I want to accomplish um, there's so much more that I want to do, and, and I see my window of time getting smaller, right? I know, uh, I don't know exactly what quarter or period I am in the game, but I'm not in the first anymore, right? Uh, so I want you guys to realize, you're probably, if you're a young teenager, man, I hope this is still first quarter, maybe second quarter for you. You still got a lot of life left. So don't give up. Don't quit. Don't dwell on things too much, right? Don't, don't celebrate your wins too much. You know, and, and look, I'm not a fan of Nick Saban, but I do like um, some of his some of his coaching techniques or strategies. And I know one of the big things for him when they win, like he has like this 24-hour, you know, maybe I'm misquoting it, but it's, it's a short window, okay? So when they win the national championship or they have a big win, maybe it's, you know, maybe, maybe they beat Auburn or it's an SEC championship game. It's like this 24-hour window of celebrating, Celebrate for 24 hours, then you forget about it. Because guess what? There's, there's another season or there's another game, but there's more left on the clock in the grand scheme. 
So in life, we can't just keep celebrating. Yes, be proud of those moments where you've done good and you've achieved something. Celebrate that. And those are great memories to go back to. But you have to keep living. And really the bigger one that I'm dwelling on or thinking about is just those that, that really get beat up from mistakes, from, you know, past sins or, or whatever that they've done and they just can't seem to get over it. You've got to learn to get over it, but make the most of it, right? Like learn from it. And I guarantee you, you'll learn more from losses than you do from wins. That's just how it is. So learn from your losses, learn from your mistakes, be a better person, be a better follower of Christ. But if you continue to dwell, you can't do that. So don't dwell, have this short memory, keep focusing on the next play, know how to be prepared for the next time so you don't make those mistakes and that you can be the person Christ has created you to be, right? Go out there and do something great. Don't dwell, don't quit. All right, guys, uh, once again, man, I love you. I care about you. That's why I do this podcast. I want you to be successful in life. I want you to be all that God has created you to be. I don't want you to live in life full of excuses, being victims, full of, you know, woe is me's, and not living your life to the fullest. I want you to maximize your life. I want you to fulfill all that God has for you. I want you to have all the joy and the peace that God can give you, but only He can give you, and only when we're focused on Him. All right, so if I can do anything for you, if I can help you in any way, please uh, let me know, right? Give me give me a call. Or actually, don't give me a call. I'm not going to give you my number. Uh, well, some of you already have my number because I was your youth pastor, but shoot me an email. How about that? My my email is in the, in the show notes. Send me an email. Let me know how can I help you or what topics would you like for me to cover. And as always, share the show. Let others know about it. If you're finding value, I would greatly appreciate it. Leave a rating, leave a review. And that's it, guys. We'll catch you in the next episode.